0: Oh, praise the name that makes a way. There's nothing that... let faith arise Let all agree There's no power Side. You're the God who brings the dead to life, and we believe,
1: and we believe. Come on, sing it out, church.
0: And God, how great you are, and great things you have done. For everything we've seen, and there is more to come. For every victory and every battle won. For everything we've seen, and there is more to come. You're confident in all your ways. Cause we know you never make mistakes. God, you fill us with a greater faith We believe, we believe And God, how great you are Great things you have done For everything we've seen There is more to come For every victory Trusting trust in, and all of our future in, the God who never fails, all of our faith in, and all of our strength in, and all of our future in, the God who never fails, all of our hope in, all of our trust in all of our future in the God who never fails all of our faith in all of our strength in all of our future in the God who never fails and all of our hope we've seen there is more to come for every victory and every battle for everything we've seen there is more to
1: feel really strongly this morning, if it's okay. I don't know what you're facing this morning, and you know, we pray for God to rest in this place, and he absolutely does. And he's absolutely here this morning among us. And I don't know if it's a physical healing you need this morning, maybe it's an emotional need, that you need God to touch you right where you are. But if that's you this morning, if you just need God to reach down and touch your situation, to give you peace, to give you comfort, to heal you, that's why we're here, that's why we come into this place. That's why we gather. We gather because we are the church, amen? And that where God's people are and where worship takes place, the Bible says that God inhabits those praises. He inhabits, think about that word, He inhabits our praises. And He comes and rests among us. And He meets our needs, whatever they might be. The Bible says that He's our healer, that He provides shelter, that He gives us peace and comfort, So this morning, if that's you in this place, if you just need God to reach down and touch your situation, I just want you to lift your hands. Lift both your hands high. And I just want everyone else to look around, find those people that need a touch from God, and I just want you to gather around them. You can place your hand on their shoulder, on their back, and I just want you to pray for them this morning. Come on, church, let's be the church this morning. Everybody look around. Find those that have their hands raised. We're just going to pray. And while you're praying for them, we're just going to keep singing. Hallelujah,
2: come.
3: Exodus 33 when Moses was standing before the Lord God was telling them giving them the Ten Commandments preparing them for the journey that they were going to face and he says I'm going to go with you but look what Moses says Lord if you don't personally go with us don't make us leave how can anyone know that you look favorably on me or your people if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all people on earth. And then Moses' respondents, God, show me. on in that story, he does. And you remember Moses stepped off the mountain. People said this is a man that has seen God. His demeanor, his countenance, everything, his entire appearance changed. Because you cannot look upon the face of God and be the same. And Here's what you know today. That when you welcome his presence in your life, he is the only one that can go with you that can see what no one else can see, that can hear the silent cries, that can feel and understand your pain and your anguish and your worry and your concerns. That's the God we serve, did you realize that? A God that is alive and active and knows where you are. But we as followers of Christ, it's imperative, that we keep the same attitude that Moses had in a situation. Say, Lord, I don't want to go anywhere without you. I don't want to do anything without you. You're all that I need and I want you with me. Show me your glory. Father, I just pray today for each and every person. Those who responded to your spirit that was moving and is moving even those that maybe didn't feel comfortable in doing so, that to Father today that they would know that your presence is among us, is with us. All they have to do is reach out and seek your face, and they can find you and know that you are with them. Lord, I thank you for the life change, the testimonies, that will come forth even from today during this time as we have sensed your presence and know that you are here and you are working that you would continue to bring peace and strength that your presence would go before each and every one of us lord show us your glory in jesus name amen amen you may be seated
4: Life can be heavy, a burden which at times seems unbearable. It's easy to find ourselves overwhelmed, weighed down, or even crushed. Often these struggles come and go, a nuisance, an annoyance, yet sometimes they grab a hold, gripping every aspect of our lives, pulling us down consuming our hope. It's hard to breathe under the weight of our anxieties. It's difficult to move forward when we're anchored to our worries. But God loves us too much to let us stay this way. He wants to replace our anxiety with hope, our fear with courage, our worries with peace, and our burdens with freedom in moments when life begins to weigh you down remember this one simple truth we serve a faithful God a God who's offered to carry our burdens and asks us to cast all our cares on him
3: Crossing. We're glad that you're with us here today. We're wrapping up our series today on Seasons of Grace. I don't know about you, but this has been a very powerful series for me. It's been very eye-opening and spoken to my heart. I trust that God has used it to speak to yours as well. Because the reality of life is that it's full of season, isn't it not? You know, we've talked about it, and we've kind of broken down. Not so much the seasons that we know we face, the physical, and as you see, summer, winter, fall, and spring, but how they apply spiritually. But more so, we've been looking at the seasons, the moments of life when you feel like you're stuck in between. You feel like, God, where are you? Why are you not? Here, I cannot feel you. I cannot understand. I know that you're with me but yet there seems to be a disconnect. We can all relate to that because the truth is we've all been there. And we've been breaking down Zechariah chapter 4 And looking at some of the principles That we can learn and understand from it Zechariah was a prophet It was during the post-exilic period They were moving out of of Babylon into Jerusalem Back into the time of building the temple All of these dynamics were going on Haggai, who we've been paralleling and will again today Was a prophet as well And they were all prophesying hope They were prophesying Now catch in mind some of the prophecies they had seen before were doom, gloom, and despair. But this were prophecies of hope saying, look, God is rebuilding his people. He's rebuilding the temple. He's giving you a place to worship. And they were excited about this, but yet there was still this moment of in between because they, the building was not, the temple was not built yet. They had not got to that point where they seen those things take place. And there was just weird time, but yet so many powerful passages and scriptures come, come from it and principles that we've learned. So let's just read the passage then we'll talk about the principles and today we're going to break down the fourth principle. The passage is found in Zechariah chapter 4 verses 6 through 10. It's one we're familiar with in the first verse but we've been looking beyond that and seeing what God has showed us. It says this, then he said to me, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power but by my spirit says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain, and he shall bring forward from the top stone amid shouts of grace, grace to it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house. And his hand shall also complete it. Then you will know what the Lord of hosts has sent me to you. In verse 10, which we're going to break down today, it says, For whoever has despised the day of small things, or other passages say small beginnings, shall rejoice when they see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. So the four principles to guide you through the season of grace is what we've been breaking down through this passage. The first one was this, is that God requires that you follow his strategy. Oftentimes, we think it's not by might, by power as a power verse, but it's not by might or power. It's what? By His Spirit. And His Spirit is what? Which gives us counsel. It gives us strategy. It helps us, directs us, lets us know what to do, where to go, how to act. It convicts us of sin. There's so many aspects. It empowers us to be a witness that the Holy Spirit does. And the Holy Spirit acts as our strategy. His Spirit is what guides us. And we need to understand that that when we're walking through a time, where we feel disconnected, we have to tap in and trust the Spirit of God and believe that the Holy Spirit will guide us in whatever we face. The second principle we looked at was that God insists you rely on His strength. So many times we try to do it on our own, but when we recognize that literally through his strength what the mountains we can say who is this mountain what is this problem in my life I can give shouts of grace grace to it remember we broke that down that not grace is in forgiveness but grace is in what the supernatural divine favor that has the power to level anything that you're facing Last week, we looked at God's desire that you trust in his faithfulness and how important this is because the truth is we are often easily following Christ when things are well, but it's in the difficult times when the things aren't answering, when he's not answering the way we want him to, the time when we think we should, we get frustrated, but we have to look at his track record and say, you know what? He's always come through. Maybe not when I wanted it, but he's always come through. And knowing that and seeing that, it's imperative that we trust in the faithfulness of God. Now, the fourth principle today is a principle that is so powerful because it wraps up. It kind of encompasses all three, but it's a reminder of the sovereignty of God. And the fourth principle is this, that God's timing always reveals his strategy, strength, and faithfulness. Wow, God's timing. Hmm. We can talk about that one, can't we? Some of you are thinking it's not very good, right? Some of you are thinking it's not doesn't work with my timing. I mean, we can all agree with that because we've all been there at some point. And it's interesting because our attitudes are what? We often get frustrated. We begin to look at things and say, eh, I don't think so, God. And this is exactly what was happening with the children of Israel, they are hearing we're rebuilding the temple but they can see reality and they look and they see this small foundation and they begin to say you know what i realize that you're going to rebuild the temple but it ain't going to be the temple i once knew hmm. we talk about that we feel about that right it's not going to be as grand or it's not even going to be as big it's half the size what are you doing But you look here in verse 10, it says, whoever despised the day of small beginnings will rejoice. Well, what does that mean? Let's talk about it. When we think about it, it's funny. Like I've used, I've shared this quote with you a lot of times. A good friend of mine, pastor friend, um, Mark Akers has shared this many times. He says, God's timing is never late, but he's missed some great opportunities to be early. Can we all agree with that? You know, it's like, you're, I know you're not late, God, but man, you could have been early a lot of times because it would have helped me out a lot. And I, I, I laugh every time I read that and think of that because it's true. We have a time that we would like things to happen. And real, the real truth is it never happens the way we want it to. Is that just me? Has anybody else discovered that? It's like my timing and God's timing don't always line up. You know, I'm like, man, Lord, come on, this could have happened. And this is what's happening in their situation. As that second temple was being built, many of the older Jews were struggling. They recalled the size and grandeur of the temple that Solomon had built. And they're looking at this saying, like, this is just a poor substitute. This can't be what God is doing. Because then they're also hearing prophet of Haggai saying things like, hey, it's going to be even greater than this one. They're going, man, it just doesn't add up. Haggai chapter 2, verse 3 tells us this. Remember their prophets they're working synonymously with each other. He says this. He says, does anyone Remember this house talking about the temple. He says, the former in its former splendor. How in comparison does it look to you now? It must seem like nothing at all. Okay, that's that's kind of a reality statement, isn't it? It's telling us that no, they don't look the same. It's not the same. And so, in their minds, that's exactly what they're thinking. Yeah, you got that one right. It's not the same, it can't compare. But there's the problem, isn't it? Compare. Because the moment you begin to compare, you lose. Did you realize that? The moment you compare, you always lose. Let that sink in. Have you ever found yourself comparing with other things, other people? You lose every time. You know why? You always compare your weakness with their strength. And you forget that you have strengths... And they have weaknesses too, but we look at them like, man, if and, and you know what we do this on all levels. Physically, man, they are so fit and trim. If I could just be like them, we do it spiritually. Oh, they're such a man or a woman of God. If I could just be like them, we do it in professionally. If I could just be like this person, get to this level, everything will be great. I mean, relationally, families. You see this pattern. We all fall into it, but yet it's a trap from the enemy because you're comparing your weakness with their strength, and you're going to lose every single time, and that's what's happening here. They're comparing. They're looking at the the foundation going, ah, it's not the same. It's not the same. It can't be the same, but yet whose strategy are we following, remember? If you're following your strategy, if they're following their own strategy, absolutely, it's not good enough. Their own strategy says, uh, no, it doesn't match up. The foundation is too small. There's no way. But it's not. We've been talking about this. It's not our strategy. It's God's strategy that we follow. That's what we follow. But can you imagine how this made them feel? Because they're looking at this going, I just don't understand. But how does it make us feel? How do you feel at times when things aren't going the way you think they should go? When you're facing rejection? When you're feeling second rate, when you're facing that, you're feeling that you've been forgotten, that maybe God has ignored your problem. Maybe you even feel punished. Like, if I, if I hadn't done things in my life, I wouldn't be reaping this punishment. Discouraged, frustrated. You see, we start feeling bad about ourselves. Can I tell you, this is not how God works. It's not how he desires We have these feelings, and some of us even feel them now. But you know what? There is hope in Christ. There is hope in Jesus Christ. He gives you a sense of hope, a sense of of strength to know that he is with you, walking beside you. When you look at this passage, it says, do not despise the game, despise the time of small beginnings, small things. Well, why can they rejoice when all they can see is the reality? Here's why they can rejoice. Because they can see the plumb line in the hand of Zerubbabel. Now, let's look at that for a moment. What is a plumb line? A plumb line is what? It's a line from which the weight is suspended to turn vertical. Verticality or depth. So if you've been in construction, you've probably seen this before. Where they'll have a, like a plumb bob on there, a line, and they hold it down. Usually it's a chalk. Have you seen chalk lines? And you can snap it, and now you have a straight line. It's used off, if you've built things, you know, they'll use those chalk lines. It's the same concept of a plumb line. It's creating a place that creates verticality, to determine depth and weight, as well as kind of give alignment and guidance in the process of whatever you're building. The Hebrew word here is heben, which means it's also defined as a sacred object in the marking of a memorial. Hmm, this sounds familiar, doesn't it? Remember the top stone? We talked about the top stone with shouts of grace. The top stone is what? The capstone? It's what? It's the signifying peace. It's the victory in per se. And the plumb line works direct in line with what? The capstone. It's bringing alignment with the victory that God has had for you. So when you begin to look at this and understand why can we rejoice? Because we know the victory has already been won. God has already taken care of whatever you're facing. He can be with you no matter what you're dealing with. Victory is your. Why? Because we can say, who is this great mountain? We can shout grace, grace to it and know that God's hand will work through it. Amen? But when we look at that, the plumb line is evidence that there is alignment with what God is doing in your life. Isn't that incredible? Like when I read that, it gets me excited to see that, you know what? There is a reason to rejoice because we can see that God is in alignment with what he has in store and we have the power and the ability to shout grace, grace, and see the supernatural power of God work through whatever we're facing. If you read on in Haggai 2, 4 through 9, right after that, he's in verse 3, you know, he said, <clears throat> Does, it doesn't look like the same, but look what it says in verse 4. In verse 4, it says this, but now the Lord says, be strong, Zerubbabel, be strong, Je- Yeshua, son of Jehoshadak, the high priest, be strong, all you people still left in the land, and now get to work, for I am with you," says the Lord of Heaven's Armies. My spirit remains among you, just as I promised when I came out of when you came out of Egypt. So do not be afraid, for this is what the Lord of Heaven's Army is says it says In just a little while, I will again shake the heavens and the earth, the oceans and dry land. I will shake all the nations and the treasures of all the nations will be brought into the temple. I will fill this place with the glory, says the Lord of heaven's armies. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord of Heaven's armies. The future of the glory, sorry the future glory of this temple will be greater than the past glory, says the Lord of heaven's armies. And in this place I will bring peace. I, the Lord of heaven's armies, has spoken. Now, it's interesting in this passage that he's saying, I'm going to bring all the gold, all the silver. He's doing what? He's saying, everything is mine. In the tangible, what do you think they're thinking? Solomon's temple. Because that if you look at, in the Old Testament, you read the grandeur and glory of that temple was just uncomparable. Nothing compared to it at that time. And he's saying, not only am I going to bring this much glory, he said, but... It's going to be greater than that temple. And they couldn't wrap their mind around it. Why? Because they were focused on their strategy. They couldn't see God's strategy. They see God's timing begins to reveal his strategy. Because in fact, Zerubbabel's temple did outshine Solomon's temple with glory and splendor. But it wasn't the way they thought it would happen. And it most certainly wasn't in the time they thought it would happen. As a matter of fact, are you ready for this? Drum roll. It was 500 years later. (laughs) Man, wrap your mind around that one. Lord, I'm praying 500 years, like I'm not going to be around for this one. 500 years later, the glory of that temple was revealed. You know how? Because that is the same temple that Jesus, the Messiah, was dedicated and circumcised in. He was circumcised in that temple. Isn't that incredible? That's the same temple that as a 12-year-old boy, Jesus Set in Luke 2, 45 through 50. He set and it says that literally the religious teachers were amazed at his teachings. That's the same temple in Luke chapter 19 that Jesus clears the temple on his way setting up the crucifixion. timing of God the temple was greater why it was the same temple that the son of God dwelled and went to and it brought to the prophetic evidence of what God was doing it was the symbolism of the Messiah they were looking for the Messiah they thought Zerubbabel may be the Messiah but the truth is it didn't happen the way they thought it would happen they were frustrated. But God's timing, well, what did it do? It revealed a strategy, didn't it? It was greater because the Son of God was there. It was more splendor and glorious because the Son of God was there. His strength, wow. That's the place. You see Jesus on his way to die for our sins. Not to mention his faithfulness. He fulfilled his promise of the Messiah coming. So when we look at this passage and we see what they were seeing, all they could see was where they were, not what God was doing. And if you look at our lives today, I think so many of us can relate. I can tell you from personal experience that, man, God has not done things the way I've planned for him. (laughs) The way I thought he should. How I thought he should. When I thought he should. Can anybody relate? But I can also tell you he's never forsaken me. He's always faithful. He showed up with strength when I needed it most. And he's always been giving me the path if I was willing to listen. The problem is sometimes I was a little hard it And truth is, still are sometimes, still am sometimes. There's some lessons, and I don't know about y'all, but there's some lessons in life I'm like, again? I get to learn this lesson again? Like,. I thought I'd gone through that. I thought I'd figure that out. But I can tell you with utmost, utmost strength, utmost sincerity, he is faithful. And I know right now, if you're stuck in that season of grace, if you're stuck in that moment where you're like, I feel like you've just you've forgotten. I'm in a weird spot. I have prayed, I've done all the things I know, and you're just not answering. Then you're in a great place because that's a moment where you have no longer have any control and you have two options. You can give up or you can trust God. I can tell you from experience, trusting God is so much greater. You know what I know? If you've known him for any time, you know that's true. Because he showed up in your life. That's the God we serve. And so we have this opportunity today to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to trust in you. Your timing will reveal. I don't get it. It doesn't look good for me. But you know what? I know you got this. And know what? He will see you and us through. Amen? Amen. Amen. I want you to close your eyes and reflect on that this morning. I know even through this series, as God's been speaking to my heart, reminding me that many of you are in the same situation. You have things that you're facing where you're just like, God, I I need you to show up. Today, he's asking that you would surrender to him. That you would give to him what you're holding on to. And if you do that, I can't can't promise that everything will happen the way you want, but I can promise that it'll happen the way he has planned. Because more often than not, we're the ones that are trying to hold on and fix things when he's waiting on us to release it to him. And right here, right as you're sitting, I'm not even gonna have you stand today, but if you're here today and you're saying, hey, God, there's been some things I've tried to fix and hold on to. There's been some areas of my life that I'm frustrated with that I want you to show up. I've prayed for you to show up maybe better yet I've even given up that you won't show up but the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today saying don't quit you can quit or you can trust God but trust God his timing will reveal his strategy his strength and his faithfulness and if that's you this morning I just want to pray with you every head bowed every eye closed this isn't about anybody else but you and God. But sitting right where you are, I just want to say a prayer. If that's you today, you say, Hey, I want to surrender everything to Him. I just want to trust Him with my frustration, with my questions, with my situation. Would you simply just lift your hands in a sign of surrender? You can lift them high, you can lift them low, but just surrender to Him right now all across this room saying Lord I give this to you yeah all over the room right now just take this moment so Lord here it is here it is it's yours I can't do it anymore He sees you He knows where you are He knows what you're facing Heavenly Father you see each and every person that is surrendering right now Holy Spirit, I pray that you would begin to work in ways that we cannot work. Lord, there are breakthroughs that need to happen. Breakthroughs that need to happen. Lord, begin to move now. Breakthrough now. Lord, open doors that cannot be opened by man. Mend relationships that cannot be opened by any amount of counseling. Lord, bring provision that only you can Do what only you can do. God, I pray for healing physically and emotionally that only you can do. You see each and every person that's saying, Lord, I give it to you. And Lord, today, I ask that you show up and reveal yourself. Show your glory. Show us your glory. That we can... See the results for the glory of Jesus' name. In your name, oh God, I pray. Amen, amen. If you're here today and you do not know Christ, I wouldn't want to close the service without giving you that opportunity. If you would, just close your eyes one more time real quick, but I don't want to move on. If you do not know Christ, or maybe you've accepted him at one point in your life and you've walked away, but today you need to make a re- commitment you want to rededicate your life or commit to him with no one looking around if that's you today saying hey i want to rededicate my life or commit my life if you just make eye contact with me i want to pray with you right where you're sitting anybody here today okay heavenly father you see where we are you know what each and every person's facing Lord, I ask today that you do a work that only you can do. Lord, that we can trust in you, that we can come to a relationship with you and know that you are in control. Lord, we give you all glory, all honor, and praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Praise God.
5: Good morning, all right. If you will do me a favor, take out your phone with me real quick. And um, we want to connect with everyone. We want you to take out your phone and we would love for you to scan this QR code. You're gonna see here in a second, or there's some on the back of your chairs. If you are a first time guest visiting with us today or online, we would love for you to fill this out. And uh, this will give us a chance to uh, hopefully connect with you at some point this week. Um, we would love for, if the, you're here and maybe you haven't filled this out, maybe you've been coming for a little bit and you haven't filled this out, we would love for you to do that now also. And then um, if you have something on, that you want to, to put on this Connect card, you can mark that you wanna get involved or you want more information about volunteering, um, baptism, you can mark that on there. You can change your information, update your information, any of those things. So I'll give you guys just a second to finish filling that out for me. Right, And then um, this is an exciting time of our service when we get to give back to the Lord. It's an exciting, exciting thing when we commit to giving back to Jesus because we see His faithfulness in our lives, in our finances. And so I want to encourage you today, um, I know a lot of us give online, a lot of us um give through all the variety of options, but don't forget about that. Don't forget, make that priority in your life of, of putting Jesus first in your giving. Um, there are many ways that we can do this here at The Crossing. You can either go straight to our website, uh, thecrossingchurch.tv and give online. Um, probably one of the easiest ways is just to download the Church Center app choose The Crossing Church as your church, and then you can give straight through the app. Um, Also, you can text any amount to 84321, also a very easy way to give. Um, There is our PO box if you want to send it through the mail. And uh, so we wanna take time, even though we do, um, like I said, most of us do it, Uh, through other avenues, we do want to take time to dedicate our our offering back to the Lord. If you do want to give here in person today, there is a bucket in the back that you can put it in as well. But let's pray this morning and thank God um, for his tremendous blessings in our lives. Jesus, we thank you so much uh, for your faithfulness and just how you show up. Your timing is so perfect. And uh, Lord, we just want to give back to you. We want to make sure we are putting you as priority over our finances, in our lives, and we want to give back to you today from what you've blessed us with. This is not to build a kingdom, but this is to build your kingdom, to see people reached all over this world, to see people reached in our hometowns, to be able to give back to our communities. God, that's why we do it. And Lord, we just want to do it today with a a cheerful heart. We love you so much. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Just a few things uh, to remind you guys about. Um, We do have tonight for the students, 6th through 12th grade, but also if you are a college, that college age, also you're more than welcome to come. We are gonna be having... um we're gonna be meeting at the pool, all right, um, and having popsicles. So tonight at six o'clock from six to about eight, it's going to be at, I believe it's in the staying connected if you are receiving that. But if you're confused about where it's at, you can definitely talk to me. Um, those of you who live in Sunset Point, it's the Baja Rio pool. So it's the one over closest to our house. It's it's usually pretty empty, which is why we chose that one. So if you don't live in Sunset Point, that's okay because those of us that do live in Sunset Point can have a certain amount of visitors. So come on out, uh, six o'clock we'll meet and just have a great evening together um, with our students and and, uh, college students also. All right. Also coming up August the 6th, um, there's going to be a men's Breakfast. We want to let you guys know about that. Still have a little ways, but it's coming up in a few weeks, so definitely be looking for um, more details about that. And then, last but not least, we really want to hit on this one. Next Sunday morning at 9 o'clock, there is going to be a nursery and preschool vo- volunteer training. So, um, we're going to feed you breakfast, so we want you to come. Um, if you have kiddos that you need to be taken care of during that time, we will make sure and have some, um, child care for you. But this is for those who are currently serving and for those who would like to serve. We would love to get you involved here. Um, we, our goal is to have many people who are willing to help in this area. That way, the load is very light for everyone. So um, if you're not currently serving here, and but you wouldn't, mind doing once every two months or once every three months, we would love to, to get you here for this training. Um, we're going to go over just some things, um, some new things we're kind of implementing. And so if you are able to be here at nine o'clock next Sunday morning, um, we would love for you to take advantage of that. We will feed you and uh, it's going to be great. So if I, I know I already know of a couple of people who can't make it, they're going to be out of town, that's totally okay. We will still get you uh, prepared and Thank you for being willing to serve. So, all right, that is all I have for you today. Um, We hope that you have a great, great week and hopefully we'll see some of you this evening and uh, have a good one.